Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Lord told me to preach on this tonight, to lay a foundation for what I believe Brother Steve will release by the Holy Ghost this week, because we need to go to, we need to switch gears, hallelujah, Psalms 126, I'll read this, making some emphasis on some Hebrew words, if you're visiting tonight, we are sane. We are not insane. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with... Good. <laughs> then they said among the nations... The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with... He goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seeds. Indeed, come again with a... bringing his sheaves with him. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you that from last night, there is a great Holy Ghost screaming and rejoicing going on in heaven. Hallelujah. And what we need to do is get our eyes off ourselves and our circumstances and our brain tissue and what we feel and what we don't feel and start getting plugged in, get downloaded with the screams of heaven for the sinners coming home. Hallelujah. <laughs> For those who are visiting or never heard this before, those three verses that I screamed on is called the Hebrew word rina. Some of your translations may say singing or joyful shouting. It's rina in Hebrew, which means ear-ringing cries of jubilation. It has to ring your ears, reach a certain decibel level to be scriptural. This word is the most popular word used throughout the Psalms. Its frequent employment in the Old Testament indicates decisively that the highest mood of Old Testament religion was screaming shouts of jubilation. And if they can shout about the blood of bulls and goats and red heifers, we better <laughs> about the Son of God Himself. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. If you ask me why I'm being kind of sluggish up here, it says I'm very drunk.
Amen. Zephaniah 3.14 says, Shout for joy, O daughter of Zion. Shout and clap. <laughs> Shout and triumph, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all of your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away his judgments against you. He has declared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You'll fear disaster no more. In that day, it'll be said to Jerusalem, Do not be afraid, O Zion. Do not let your hands fall limp. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He'll exult over you with joy. He'll be quiet. He'll soothe you in his love. And he'll rejoice over you with ear-ringing cries of jubilation. came and he told us to pray that his kingdom would be on this earth as it is in heaven. So there's the eternal service in the now going on upstairs. And our job is just to get downloaded with what's going on upstairs and let it come down here on this planet. Hallelujah. And while over a billion people are mourning this day, there's a shout of joy in the lips of the righteous.
We do not grieve and mourn as those who have no hope. Oh, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? <laughs> but thanks be to God who has given us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Therefore, death is under our feet, brethren. Be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Luke chapter 15 shows us another party going on. Folks, we're about to step over. We're about to step over. Luke 15, we'll start in verse 1. I like to read the whole chapter. I like it so much. Now all the tax gatherers and sinners were coming near to listen to him. The word sinner in Greek means non-religious. I like that too. <laughs> Non-practicing Jewish people. And both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble saying, this man receives sinners, or the non-religious, and eats with them. And he told them a parable, saying, what man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in an open pasture? The literal Greek means the wilderness. He leaves them right there in the wilderness. You Canadians know about wilderness? and goes after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which, which, which was lost. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy. Joy, 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 more joy. Rejoice, 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 joy, joy. In heaven! over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Hallelujah. We plugged in that last night. Where's that brother? What was his name? Chris, you here? Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> if you don't know the story, I hope I get it right. We're we were witnessing last night at the, uh, where were we witnessing? <laughs> the campus, I mean, but where at the campus? Louis, a bar, whatever. And there's a, you know, a bunch of college students just looking for a party, getting drunk, you know, blaspheming, just had a big speaker outside a dormitory window, just blaspheming. And, you know, just, we had, you know, people harassing us and whatever, you know, God bless them. <laughs> we were witnessing to people that were getting ready to leave and, and we said, well, we'll just stand here on the corner before we leave. It's 10 o'clock. You know, we tried, we tried, Pastor, to get home by 10. We really did. <laughs> and so we said, let's just go ahead and sing a song. We grabbed hands, about 15 of us, whatever. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, 
I will never let you go. You've taken me from the miry clay, set my feet upon the rock, now I know I love you. I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. My Savior, my closest friend, I will worship you until the very end. And we're just singing away, worshiping the Lord, and the glory begins to fall. And I had a flashback as we were singing. I had a flashback of myself when I got saved in 1979 in a college revival. But I've been out drinking all night also, and I was totally drunk. And I was watching these college students calling taxi cabs and, and you know, getting young ladies and young men into these cars, getting them home because they couldn't drive. They were so drunk. And just a bunch of barbaric partying going on. And I was just watching that. As we were singing, I said, Lord, do it again. Just visit those guys. Just misdirected partying. That's all it is. Brother Chris walk out. I was I watched him walk over and look at us and then walk up and then uh, we stopped singing and he said something, I forget what he said, but basically he just said, I want God. I want what you have. This is wonderful you what you're doing. And uh, got born again right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like spontaneous witnessing. So anyway, with that in mind, let's continue. Verse 8. What woman, if she has ten silver coins and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? Especially a Jewish woman. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I have lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of, of God over one sinner who repents. Hallelujah. This is the next step we're going to, folks. We've been in renewal. We've been in revival. God's rejoicing, reviving our joy, getting us back in, in, in our first love again. But now the joy is heading for the streets. Get your surfboards waxed. Get on your wetsuit. Catch this wave. Hallelujah. It's going to be glorious. All you have to fear is fear itself. Just tell fear to shut up and get behind you and witness. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. And he divided his wealth among them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. There he squandered his estate with loose living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in the country. He began to be in need. And he went and attached himself to one of the citizens of that country and sent him to the fields to feed the swine. And he was longing to fill his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, and no one was giving anything to him. But when he came to his senses, 
the curtain of glory is about to fall on this region and people, multitudes, even backsliders, POWs in prison camps of sin, they're just going to awake suddenly. Get ready for it, folks. How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread and I'm dying here with hunger? I'll get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, put it this way, Abba. Abba, I've sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. And he got up and came to his Abba. And while he was still a long way off, his Abba saw him. Even now the Lord, hallelujah, is looking down upon he from heaven, the portals of heaven. And he's looking down and he sees the hearts of the people in the wilderness of sin. He sees them from afar. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, I thank God for what happened today, that funeral. You know why? Because people started thinking about eternity. Lord, turn it around and just awaken a whole civilization. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And felt compassion for him. God's not angry with the sinner. And embraced him. It says in the little Greek, he fell upon his neck and kissed him. Sloppy agape. And the son said, Abba, I've sinned against heaven and your son. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But Abba said to his slaves, quickly bring out the best robe, put it on him, put it on a ring on his hand, sandals on his feet, bring the fatted calf, kill it, let us eat and be drunk and merry. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you the word Mary. Let's, let's back up here. I want to help everybody here if it's faith comes by hearing the word. Jeremiah uses the same term. Look at Jeremiah chapter 31. You can get to be hey, hey. You need to hear this so you can enter in when Brother Steve starts yielding. Verse 18. No, let's start at verse, let's start at chapter 30, verse 18. That says the Lord, Behold, I restored the fortunes of the tents of Jacob, have compassion on his dwelling places, the city shall be rebuilt in its ruin, and the palace shall stand in its rightful place. Verse 19, And from them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of those who make merry. The translation says dancing. If you were here in one of the morning services, or if you're at PA, it's the Hebrew word, misahake. Let me get back up here. The word misahek means to frolic or play. If I lived in Israel and I came home one afternoon, you know, and my wife says, uh, hi, honey, where have you been today? And I says, oh, just down in the Jewish section of the Western Wall, casting out devils out of rabbis. How was your day today? <laughs> And I'd, walk, and I'd say to her in Hebrew, Afo Yeladin, where's the kids? And she'd say, Him Misahim Bagan. In English, she'd say, They're playing in the backyard. And I'd walk over and I'd open up the lattice and I'd look out, and there'd be my kids. 
frolicking, misachaking, letting it all go wild, laughing, hide and seek, running around. Ah-ha! That's the word mislocate means to frolic or play. It's taken from the root Yitzhak, which means laughter. So God just doesn't want us to laugh now. He wants us into merrymaking, dancing, jubilation, frolicking, cartwheels, I mean, rappelling off the balcony, whatever. Hey! This is going on in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It goes on in chapter 31, in verse 3, the Lord appeared to him from afar, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Yeah. Therefore, I've drawn you with loving kindness. Again, I, shall, I will build you, and you'll be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. Again, take up your tambourines and go forth for the dances of the merrymakers, or those who make merry, those who frolic, the misachim. Expand your thinking. If you can't handle this word, just remove the circuitry and get a new motherboard tonight. The Lord wants us to frolic and play and do some Holy Ghost surfing, not just to have a good time, but because it's happening in heaven because sinners are getting saved. Hallelujah. People say, brother, you're stretching the scriptures. No, I'm not. Look at Proverbs chapter 8. See, what's happening tonight is the word is going forth to actually to stretch your wineskin. There's something you wanted to run and you didn't do it. You know what held you back? The gray tissue. And it wasn't the pews either. Whew. This word, mislocate, the frolic and play, is used again in Proverbs chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way before his works of old. From everlasting I was established. From the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth, there is no depths I was brought forth. There is no springs abounding with water. There is no mountains settled before the hills I was brought forth. This is talking about the personification of wisdom, which actually, this is Jesus, folks. Okay? Pre-incarnation here. While I had not yet made the earth and the fields or the first dust of the world, verse 27, we had established the heavens, I was there. Whoa, deep. When he inscribed a circle in the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set for the sea its boundaries, so the water should not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master workman. Who's he talking about here? Jesus. This is a picture of Jesus and the Father. Then I was beside him as a master workman, daily his delight. Rejoicing always before him. The word rejoicing there isn't, I will celebrate. Sing unto the Lord. It's misochake. To frolic, to play. With laughter included. 
What the Lord wants to do is put the final guillotine touches on the brain stem. Shoot. Shoot. Nah. And let that little boy and little girl come out of your heart and start playing with Abba again. God is not dignified. What this revival is doing is destroying the idolatry of the human mind. The self-sufficiency of the human soul is bringing back to that place not to be childish, but childlike. Hallelujah. Very powerful word here. It says that Jesus was frolicking and playing with the Father. And wait for the next word. It says rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. You know what the word rejoicing there is? Sha'ushuim in Hebrew. Honey, what does Sha'ushuim mean? To make someone laugh? To tell a joke? Almost also to make some, to tickle somebody. <laughs> We're laying a foundation now, okay? When I was in Brooklyn pastoring, we first got into this anointing, and, and my son, he was four years old, he's eight years old now, he, he fell on the floor, and the whole church was watching him, he's on the floor going like this. And, you know, as any good parent, I got concerned, and after about an hour of that, I picked him up and brought him to the foyer. And I, I shook him, and he came out of it, and I said, what's happening to you, son? He says, Abba. Jesus is tickling me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's right there in the scriptures. Actually, they said rejoicing. I, I, you know, the translators have a hard time. They just hit it right here in small fonts here in my margin of my Bible. Here it says playing. Does this blow your mind? This is what the world's looking for. That's why they're so addicted to sports and playing. This will revolutionize your marriage. You know? <laughs> In Genesis 26, it says that... Uh, Isaac lived in Gerar. Laughter lived in Gerar, okay? When the man in the pl place asked about his wife, he said, she's my sister. He was afraid to say my wife, thinking the men in the place might kill me on the account of Rebekah, for she is beautiful. It came about that when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, or Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out through a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was misahaking his wife, Rebekah. 
Another word for mislechek is sport. Men, you need to start sporting your wife again. It's God ordained. Woo! Hallelujah. This word mislechek is used in... Don't turn to it, but I'm going to finish the teaching here. Because I'm getting very drunk. Zechariah 8 talks about the children playing or mislecheking in the streets of the New Jerusalem. Yes. Plug in. Mm. Mm. Hiya. Thoroughly scriptural. Thoroughly biblical. Thoroughly of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go back now as I conclude is Luke 15 and see what why the Elder brother really got so upset. (laughs) It just wasn't a little Pentecostal two-stepper going on. In verse 22 again of Luke 15, But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and pray and frolic. Hallelujah! For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Let they and they began to miss a cake, to dance, to be merry. Let me show you the world. There's two parties going on right now. There's two parties. There's the party of the Father rejoicing in heaven and the church plugging into that. There's another party. The same word is used. I just read. Don't turn to it for the sake of time. Okay. Hmm. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19, it says, Men prepare a meal to frolic, play, to miss a cake, to have fun, enjoyment. And wine makes life merry, and money is the answer to everything. Kohelet, the preacher, says that. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. So people get excited about getting a raise at work or whatever. That's what the world lives for. It's a party hearty on the weekend. It's a party to go to a good restaurant and have a lot of money. There's a better party going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. start, let me read the rest of this parable because it's wonderful. 
And verse 25, now his oldest son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing and frolicking and, you know, Holy Ghost Mardi Gras going on. And he summoned one of his servants and began inquiring what these things might be. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fat calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began entreating him. But he answered and said to his Abba, Look, for so many years I've been serving you. I've never neglected the command of yours. Yet I've never, you've never given me a kid. That might be miss a cake or frolic and play with my friends. You understand something? I've been studying these words in the Hebrew. And the picture we get is the rejoicing in ancient Israel is a lot different than the West. Get around some Moroccan Jews, you'll find out. <laughs> None of this British conservatory stuff. <laughs> Love him with all of your strength. And verse 31. He said to him, my child, you've always been with me, and all that, I, all that is mine is yours. But we had to be merry. We had to party. We had to dance. We had to laugh. We had to frolic. We had to rejoice. The Hebrew here says, this is power. I mean, the Greek says here, it was necessary. We had to do it. For your brother, <laughs> this brother of yours was dead as... Now back to life was lost and has been found. Hallelujah. We had to lay a foundation tonight because more sinners are coming home. And if you've been a believer all your life, don't get an attitude. Hallelujah. I just spilled my heart. We need to rejoice and be merry. And I'm just going to turn over the leadership, whatever to do next, okay? I'm going to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost because I'm really one drop away from this. Bless you. Hallelujah.
want to thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming running home to you now. In your name I pray. Amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.